You are listening to Storytelling with a Purpose, a Memory Fox production. I'm your host, Celine Krizan, fellow nonprofit marketer and storytelling fanatic. Here we bring you the experts, people who know, live, and breathe nonprofit storytelling. And today we're joined by one of the best, Sabrina Walker Hernandez. Sabrina is the president and CEO of Supporting World Hope. And Sabrina's going to walk us through what she calls mission moments. She's going to give you bits of inspiration on how you can create a storytelling culture, how to begin your board meetings, how to involve and connect with your donors, your volunteers, and the people that you are working to help not only support, but really transform their lives. So get out your notebook. Sabrina has really actionable insights that you can put into work right now to make a difference in your nonprofit marketing efforts. Enjoy this conversation with Sabrina. You are listening to Storytelling with a Purpose, a Memory Fox production. Today, we are joined by Sabrina Walker-Hernandez, founder and CEO of Supporting World Hope. Now, a quick highlight about Sabrina. Sabrina is an expert in nonprofit, not only marketing, but how to engage our board of directors, help nonprofits grow and scale and have long-term success. Her experience spans a number of different industries back to the army, correct, Sabrina? Yes, Uh, that's correct. (laughs) And Boys and Girls Club with a number of different stops in between. So I know I just gave a highlight, but could you give us, tell us a bit of your story. Well, you know, I did start out in the Army, and most people don't believe that when they see me, but I did. (laughs) I did start out in the Army, but, you know, my real passion um, for services in the nonprofit industry, and I've been in that industry for 25 years, and I've done everything from direct services to operations to CEO, and uh, worked in the Boys and Girls Club movement and had the opportunity um, to grow my um, organization budget from $750,000 to $2.5 million. Um, I've done a a $12 million capital campaign, built an endowment, um, and and established a cash reserve. And my organization was in the third poorest county in the United States. So I feel really good about what we were able to accomplish um, through that journey. You just listed a number of things that are like goals for me. So I'm excited (laughs) and I know people listening feel the same. So can we dive into how do you use and how do you view storytelling as a strategic part of what we do as nonprofiters? I view storytelling as one of the keys to engaging your board of directors, um, to fundraising in the community, um, um, to inspiring those around you. Storytelling is, is central to that. I always kicked my board meetings off and I always tell people this, any of your board meetings or your committee meetings, kick them off with mission moments, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, I actually was a youth serving organization. So I would have my kids come in and tell their story, right? Why do they come to this after school program? What does it mean for them to have dinner at night if, um, because of the after-school program? What did it mean to them to have someone to help with their homework? Um, and I encourage every nonprofit to do that because you can do that if you're running a, a zoo, you can bring in an animal, 
And, you know, some people don't like snakes. I will be the first to admit that I don't. But if I sat on a zoo board and you bought in a snake, that's going to allow me to touch it, see it, engage Mm -hmm. it, you know, and get familiar with it. And then there's those nonprofits who say, well, you know, I work in in an arena that's um, we deal with confidentiality when it comes to clients. And that's when I say storytelling really, really can play a key role um, in what you do, because you can tell the story from a different perspective. And so I worked with a a homeless um, nonprofit, which they like to refer to as unhoused. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, I say, you need to tell the story from the perspective of the box. You know, you started out living in the box and their mission was to take them from unhoused to house. So a person starts off living in the box and then that box becomes the mechanism in which they move their items into the new home. So tell the story from that perspective of that box. Or if you deal deal with the battered battered, um, spouse or men and women shelters, then tell tell the story from the perspective of that bag that's packed in the closet. You know, the one that you have ready when you get the courage to leave and it's waiting there for you. Tell this, tell the story from that perspective. Or if you work with children in foster care, right? Tell the story from the perspective of sometimes they have to move with, with garbage bags. If they are um, an infant, tell the story from um, the animal, the care, the teddy bear that they may get that they have to carry from home to home. But you have the opportunity to tell that story and confidentiality should not prevent you from sharing the journey that your client is on. That is going to engage your board. That is going to engage the donors that are around you. People want to have an an emotional Mm -hmm. experience. They want to be impacted by the stories that that are told. They want to feel like that they are a a part of that impact that a part of that ability to allow your client to uh, advance to the next level in their journey. Sabrina, I, I worked with a boys and girls club here in upstate New York and which was amazing. And I, I give kudos to everyone working in boys and girls clubs and people who are giving those services. And we did, it was a theater class and what we found, some of the students we were serving, they were generations of people who had gone through Boys and Girls Club and yes. used the services and had been exposed to theater. So we leaned into, when we were looking to fundraise and provide more scholarships, we're like, look at these generation of women, what we had, to really tell the story of, hey, this is the impact. This is where we are today. This is where we were And it wasn't something that we even realized was the importance of it, but it stuck with you. People had come back to us like, oh, the generation of women, like you were, you were the one who were serving them and working with them. So it's so true. It's how do we, how do we weave in stories and how do we weave in different perspectives is Mm -hmm. huge. And impact. People want to know that their gifts is making a difference and talk about, you know, generational that's that's like a huge impact. That's making generational change. And so the better we are at telling our story and not only just telling the story, but keeping our clients centered, 
the, the better we are at engaging our board, the better we will be at fundraising um, and just the, the better we will be at, you know, really equipping our staff and our board and all of those around us to be advocates for our organization. And you posted 60% of fundraising is building relationships. So let's dive into what storytelling can do. So we know our storytelling needs to connect and demonstrate our impact, needs to tell the journey of the people we serve. But how can we really use that in a fundraising sense? Well, in the fundraising sense, again, people have a choice about where they give their hard earned dollars, right? And so when you are building relationships with people, you're actually setting out to get them to trust you, um, to respect what you're doing, um, and and to follow through on wanting to support and follow and invest in your mission. And so we hear statistics all day long, all day long, but we don't remember statistics. We right. are a storytelling culture. Um, you remember stories. Story, stories are passed down generation through generation. We just don't remember those stats. So when you are out there talking, you know, tell your client's story and that's going to help build a relationship because 60 percent, again, of fundraising is building relationships, which is cultivation, getting those donors. in. you can tell your story by, you know, being face to face with your donors when you are face to face with your donors knowing what story you're going to share with them when you have those face to face moments, picking up the phone and having those conversations with them and discovering what's what they are about and discovering what they are passionate about. So you can align the, the story that you share with them to their values. You know, if they mm -hmm. are interested in theater, then that's the story that you share with them. But if they're interested in literacy, then you want to know that and you want to be able to reach and share a story about um, a child or a client that's that was impacted by your program through literacy or education. Um, getting those donors in on a tour, um, if you are facility based and getting them in front of the client to have the client tell their story to them. All of those things are relationship building. Newsletter. How are you using your newsletter to tell the story? Um, how are you using your newsletter to share the impact that your nonprofit is having? Um, all of those are ways that you can cultivate, build those relationships and share those stories. And so I always, you know, storytelling is critical. You have to equip your board. Um, to mm -hmm. share those stories. And that's why the mission moments, again, are so important. But when you are doing those mission moments, you're actually equipping your board to be able to tell those stories out in the community. Because again, we are a storytelling community. We are a storytelling culture and we will not remember the statistics. But if you tell me a story about little Sarah and little mm -hmm. Sarah, you know, enjoyed dancing or little Sarah couldn't read before she came to, uh, you know, power hour to help with tutoring, they will remember those and feed those to your board members and to your donors. That's how important it is. I really like how you just said that because the more that we can empower the boards who believe in our mission, right, but mm -hmm. that they can see, look, feel, experience the mission that we're giving, that's huge. Yes. So beyond 
beyond those mission moments, what what else can we do to empower the people who are not only on our boards, but are fundraising to start telling our stories? Can you talk a little bit about how we use social media to do that and oh. pieces of that? Yes. So um, uh, social media is a very uh, key, a key process in sharing your story. And some things that I like to do with social media. First of all, you have to be consistent. You can't just post and share your story on social media when you have an event coming up. (laughs) A lot of nonprofits do that. Right. It is social. It is there to help you build the credibility over the long haul. Again, you're building a relationship. And so I don't want you to just show up when you're asking for money. That's mm-hmm. not building a relationship. That's very transactional, right? You're you're there because you want money. We're trying to build a relationship. And so using social media to share your client's stories are are, you know, it is one of those critical pieces, but you have to be consistent in that. That means, you know, highlighting your clients, um, maybe sharing um, live videos, all of those things. And some other things that I like to point out to people when you are um, telling your story on social media, especially nonprofits, you think that is it's a good thing to put up uh, pictures of everybody that you're serving. You know, like the larger the group, the better. People will see that I'm really helping out a lot of Making an impact, right. Yes, making an impact. But it's actually overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It is overwhelming to the donor, right? Because look at it from a donor's perspective. The donor perspective is I can help, I can help one person. But -hmm. when you bombard me, with not bombard, but when I see a large group, I'm thinking I get overwhelmed because I'm like, oh my, I can't help right. all of those people. It, it, it's just too big. But if you do one critical um, photo of one child or one animal or one, just focus in on that one and tell that one story, then I as a donor can say, okay, I can help that one. Mm-hmm. But I think oftentimes, and you might know this, you know, working in Boys and Girls Club too, and it was a hard shift for me to make because we were always talking about how many youth we serve, mm-hmm. how many kids we serve. And, you know, you'll want to put that number out there and show these large groups of kids, you know, doing uh, homework help or in the gym or any uh, that. But I've found, you know, that can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming because people, again, they want to help. They want to know the impact. And so I can impact one person. But if you show me this large group, um, the problem becomes overwhelming for me. So if I can teach anybody anything about storytelling and using social media is really be consistent. And then two is, you know, pick a story and pick a picture that reflects um, one one person and tell that person's story. And how much simpler is that as a marketer, right? You're not, you don't need to tell 50 people's story in one post. It's simplifying it down to that one life, that one moment. It makes it doable, right? Now I, now I can do it. It's like, I have no reason not to tell one story. I can tell one, one person. Yes. And, and the donor feels like, okay, I can help one person. (laughs) And so you're not overwhelming them. Um, So I, I think that's critical in that storytelling process. Now, Sabrina, you lead 
a large community, I know you have the Nonprofit Professionals Exchange. What have you seen through being the administrator of that? What are some common questions that you see emerge from those in the nonprofit field? Well, you know, that that was a common theme. A lot of times um, nonprofits, well, I'm putting it on social, here's the, here's the deal. Well, I, a couple of things. I'm putting it on social media, but nobody wants to help. No one's answering. Yep. <laughs> no <laughs> one's answering. Um, that There's that. And then the other one, I don't even know why I need a board of directors. They don't help with anything. Those are the two like top, mm-hmm. top discussions. And so I have to slow people down one. And I say, okay, what, what, again, what stories are you telling on social media? Are you simply asking mm-hmm. for money? How are you asking for money? Are you being consistent? Are you, are you doing live videos? Are you telling the story in different formats, videos, photos, mm-hmm. you know, it, it take, everybody is not going to respond to the same thing. That's just not possible. Right. So you got to keep that in mind. And then the other thing is um, your board members. Again, you got to. This is a thing. I when I when I push back on people and they say, well, my board, I don't even know why we need a board. Uh, you know, all that. I always push back on people. Well, you you got people on a board. Um, did you recruit them? Was there a recruitment mm-hmm. process? How did you recruit them? Then once you got them, did you orientate them? Did you educate them on what a board member is supposed to do? Um, and usually when I do that, I get crickets back because I put it back on them <laughs> um, because mm-hmm. what you focus on expands. And if you want a good quality board member, then you will focus on recruiting a good quality board member, and they can be of the best quality if you don't orientate them and train them and equip them with stories mm-hmm. to be a great ambassador. You're not going to get the return that you need. And people just don't magically become great board members. And you don't magically get people to give you money just because you are a nonprofit organization. You have to convince me about where to invest my hard-earned dollars because, again, we have a choice. There are thousands, may I dare say millions, of nonprofits mm-hmm. out there. What makes you different? What, what, why, how do you stand apart from that? And what are you doing to educate people on your mission, what you need help on? That connects across the board. We can have better storytellers. We can have better ambassadors if we simply educate them on what we need and how we need it and simplifying it. And simplifying it for them and not overwhelming them. People cannot read your mind. You do have to tell your story. You do have to highlight what you need and tell that story and equip them with stories and equip them um, with the knowledge of what you're, what you do. Some, some nonprofits don't, you know, share their mission very well. Mm-hmm. And if I am going to be an investor in your mission and in what you do, then you have to take the time to educate me. And the best way you can do that is through storytelling. And with that, Sabrina, can you break down? So is it educating people on your mission? It can be, like you said, through videos and through photos and through emails. Are there what are other ways that you've seen it successfully done? You know, there are multiple channels and I say hit it, hit across all channels Um, Mm -hmm. when you when you're talking to people because we're so busy. Right. 
You know, I can intend to support your organization. Um, I saw it on Facebook or something like that. And, and I'll get distracted. It's like squirrel. Mm -hmm. Right. So I say communicate via newsletter, um, social media, texting, um, you know, send a, a video um, via email, not just isolated to social media. And then communicate on the social media channel where your donors are. You might be mm. communicating um, on TikTok and your donors are not there. They right. might be still on Facebook because we're older. Usually, <laughs> <And> usually, <laughs> usually that's the case. Girl, I just got on TikTok. Let me just say. <laughs> My dog has more followers than I do on TikTok. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So, and I, when I go on there, I am stalking. That's all I'm doing. I'm like, people are so creative, but I'm yep. not going on there to, you know, think about nonprofit and, the thing, and donating. Right. Yeah. I, that's just not what I do on TikTok. But on, on Facebook, that is what I do. And even on LinkedIn. And I would say, but you have to go where your donors are and tell the stories where your donors are. And then when you are telling those stories, make sure it fits the format of that particular social media. Cause that's the other thing. Um, you know, if you're on Instagram, you can do, you, you do your stories, you do things like that. Um, Facebook, you know, it, each platform has a way to communicate. That doesn't mean do you need to develop a whole new video for each format? No, for each platform, no. But your wording might be a little bit different. Um, how you tell that story might be just a little bit different um, on each uh, platform. So that's and you know, and these are things that I've learned, you know, not only in my work environment, but also dealing with a lot of professionals um, in this in this um, arena. That's what I encourage people to do. Continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to invest in yourself, continue to build your skill set, because just when you think you have it perfected, something else happens and someone will be innovative new, right? yep, mm -hmm. new, and someone will be innovative and use it in a different way. I have no problem with borrowing things from other people, none whatsoever, <laughs> Absolutely. ever. <laughs> so I encourage it, actually. And give yourself space to experiment and play around and see what works because something that works today might not work next week, but it might, you know, so giving yourself permission to do that. Yep. And it's okay. It is okay. If it doesn't work, you change gears and you do right. something different. That's it. You know, that's what's the worst case scenario. It, it you know, one's going to impound you or put you in jail. Right. You know, <laughs> so you're, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So sometimes you have to take a risk and that's what you need to do. Any last words of advice for us as we go out there, we're mission-minded leaders to go change the world and tell better stories. I think that the last word that I would say to you is just make sure you meet your audience where they are. Again, mm -hmm. tell the right stories to the right audience. And how are you going to do that is simply by, you know, building those relationships, discovering what your donor wants, talking to them and aligning their values with what your organization does. And so if you can figure that out, you're well on your way. Sabrina, how can we connect with you? How can we support you and your mission as we move forward? You can connect with me by visiting my website, which is www.supporting 
worldhope.com. From there, you can hit me up on, you know, you all everything. Social, everything from there. Yeah. So I don't want to overwhelm you again. One thing, focus one. on one thing. And it's my website. Okay. I love you. Just practice what you preach. We have one thing. Go to, go to the website and connect with Sabrina. And there are resources galore and you can just dive in from there. Yes. Thank you, Sabrina. Thank you for your wisdom, your insights, your inspiration for us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Wow. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. I loved talking to Sabrina. Here are some key insights and takeaways that I got from our conversation. One, simplify your message. Focus in on telling one person's story, one lever of impact. Do whatever you can to simplify it down. Two, make sure you're equipping your team, your board of directors with the stories they need to be ambassadors of your program. How are you training them and empowering them to tell your mission, to tell your story, to reach out? And that could be as simple as bringing in someone to your next board meeting to kick off the meeting for five minutes to talk about their story, show them, demonstrate the impact, or creating simple toolkits that helps them think about stories of impact that you've done, sending a video. Think about how you can utilize that and empower people you work with to do it. Number three, reach your audience where they are. Maybe they're on Facebook, LinkedIn, maybe your audience is on TikTok, but wherever your audience lives and spends their time, that's where you can communicate to them. And not just on day of giving, not just when you want something or looking for funding, but all the time, giving them updates, connecting them with your mission, with your story, and keeping that relationship going because that's what it's all about. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It really helps and it's so important. But again, my name is Celine Krizan and a huge thank you to our friends at Memory Fox for helping us tell great stories. Talk to you next time.